many of us in this world find ourselves searching for ways to feel more alive. We move through our lives day after day, living through the same repetitive cycles and the same stressful patterns that often leave us feeling defeated, underappreciated, or unfulfilled. But what if there were a different way to perceive life? What if out there we were able to find the keys to a happy, healthy, and fulfilling reality in the lives that we're living right here, right now? For those of us who are looking for a way to transform our lives, for those of us who are looking to fully live in this moment, to change how we feel, how we perceive the world, and awaken to a better reality so we can fully live this life. This is the Live This Life Podcast. And I'm your host, Heath Cummings. I'm here to inspire you to ask yourself the question, are you living or are you killing time? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Live This Life. I'm back at it finally. It seems like it's been uh, a long time since I've been on the microphone because it has. I've been on sort of like an endless summer vacation here. Um, and we're finally back. We're finally done doing our, our summertime exploring and going out and about. Um, it seems like it's been like one endless summer of just work things and then last minute excursions that pop up for us and not a bad problem to have I'll tell you that much we've been on quite a few trips all over the place whenever we can do it and everybody's feeling good and uh, we can get out and about and do some things we've been some trips out to the ocean that's sort of nearby to us and we've taken a trip across some of the ocean uh, stayed out on the island of Nantucket for about a week to see my father-in-law and uh, it's just been crazy to say the least. It's been crazy in practicality. It's been crazy in events, crazy, awesome, crazy, scary, just kind of all of it. But, uh, it's just par for the course for 2020. We've actually been on vacation more this year than we've ever been, which is kind of crazy when you think about it, because, um, this was one of those years where we weren't supposed to have maybe any vacation at all. I mean, we thought when COVID hit, that was going to be sort of, that was it. Like we weren't going to go on vacation at all. Um, and we just kept the hope open. We kept the hope alive and, and just hope that maybe we get down there for, uh, you know, down to Cape Cod, Massachusetts, where we usually go on vacation. And uh, we managed to get like a f- nice four or five day weekend around 4th of July and just said, well, maybe that was it. And just enjoy what we had. And we we're just grateful to get there for that one. And, um, you know, another, another one popped up later on and then another at, one after that and another one after that. So it's just... Um, just being appreciative for every every ounce of the time that we get together and every one of these trips. It's just been uh, just an unbelievable set of circumstances that this year just leads from one thing to the next. And really, every one of those trips was just trusting and letting go and not stressing, just knowing that we were going to be okay no matter what happened. You know, as much as we want to have that time together and felt like we were going to miss out on those memories. Um, we kind of let go of that real quickly. And I think maybe that had a piece to play in the whole thing. You know, what they say about manifestation, if you're, if you're sitting there sort of beating the drum of, I'm not going to have this, or I'm going to miss out, or, um, you know, woe is me, I'm not going to get this, this thing that I feel like I deserve. I think that's what ends up coming to you because you focus on it so much. And for us, we just kind of let it go and things just happen to come up for us and, and they've shown up and it's just been, um, a magical summer, really. 
So really, that's been a, the biggest part of the delay, um, me just kind of rambling on here. That's been the biggest part of the delay and me not getting out some content and not getting out some episodes. I've been kind of MIA for a little while, but uh, back at it. Uh, there's also been uh, some other things going on. I'm going to be doubling down the efforts right now, but the, there was a huge gap in some of the the efforts that I've had going on here with the show um, because of something else that kind of jumped up in, in the way of something and... Um, Without getting too much into that, it was definitely something very interesting that's developing in the podcasting world with me, and I definitely don't want to get too far out ahead of myself. I like to kind of grind in silence and let my results speak for themselves, so I'm going to kind of keep that one, leave a little bit of mystery on this one to to what might be going on, but um, spent uh, a decent amount of time working on something. And out of it, it, there might be a really good chance that the podcast or some iteration of it may be reaching thousands more people maybe tens of thousands who knows uh, but it could be reaching a lot more people in the very near future um, you know maybe this show or an, an iteration of it but we'll see how that develops like I said I don't want to get too far ahead of myself on that one um, but one of the biggest broadcasters out there has their hands on some stuff that hopefully tantalizes them and um, we'll see where it goes it's uh, it's beyond me at this point so I'm just going to get back to uh, doing what I do and getting this content out to everybody and, you know, doubling down on the efforts for this entire show and the efforts that were behind it. We're going to be reaching our, our one year anniversary in late September. So um, it's just amazing. It's made it this far. And again, I say it every single episode, but thanks to you all for um, continuing to listen, sharing it with friends. That's going to pick up the speed for the show. Um, you know, month after month, it, it almost like doubles and I'm it just so absolutely grateful um, you know, I say it every episode, whatever platform you're listening on, go ahead and leave a review. Um, I'll definitely read them on the air. I've got one to read right now that came through. Um, but sharing it with friends and family, telling them if you, you appreciate the show, tell them about it. If you think there's an episode that might help somebody, um, copy the link, post it on social media, whatever you want to do. Um, but put the word out there for us, be greatly appreciated. Most of the listener referrals come from people who have listened to the show and told other people about it. So um, thank you so much for that. You know, and just in on that subject of gratitude, what's really uh, you know brought me to the place of gratitude that I'm at right now is just focusing on every single good thing that does come up because there is just so many negative things that are out there that you could focus on, and I've made a conscious decision to to focus on the good things that do pop up. We, it's been a test. This year's definitely been a test of that, and even going on these vacations, um, they're not without their their hiccups. There are things that could go wrong and little things that come up along the way and just letting those things roll along, kind of letting them come in, process them and push them right back out, uh, you know, work with them and, and just appreciate the good things when they, they come around, the contrast of that stuff. Um, I think it's, it's important to know that contrast, to let it sink in because, you know, I, I know the, the taste of not going on vacation or that, that thought that I did have in the beginning that I wasn't going to have the chance to make those memories this year. And that really sucked. I mean, I have such limited amount. I only have one kid with the cancer things that happened. I've just got my only son. So, um, you know, once he's grown and he's out, that's, that's kind of it. And I am, I am one of the proudest dads out there. I love being a dad and, um, spending that time together, that devoted time that we get as a family, um, it's something I've just enjoyed the, along the entire ride. And that thought of just missing out on it, he's, he's turned 13 this year. So missing out on that little that little bit of the kid that I still have left before the before the attitude starts to kick in and all that, um, 
you know, missing out on what could have been this summer was something that really bothered me. But there's nothing that you can do to change the circumstances other than just roll along with them and hope they get better. And um, just the appreciation I feel like that I had every single time I had the opportunity to go somewhere with them and do something. Um, it just built the momentum up. And before I knew it, you know, more good things started to come up. And I just that's the recipe for this stuff, right? They say that you just you build that momentum and it just keeps on going. And when you're when you're grateful to you build a perspective of the present moment as well. And those moments of now, they're just if you're there at all times, you're just grateful for the fact that you are where you are in that that state of gratitude, no matter how imperfect things might be. Um, no matter how rushed the trips were, you know, how last minute they were, the things that might have gotten forgotten along the way, the podcasts that get neglected along the way. Um, but trying not to stress about it all. And, you know, the, one of the one of the things we missed out on was the anticipation. It's it's cool because we had our little our little ticker of, you know, 150 days till vacation. And, and sometimes it was like we were booking rooms the day before we went. And uh, it was what it was. What a you know, bad problem to have. Right. I'm sure a lot of you are listening right now thinking you you wish you could go on vacation because, um, you know, things are still hectic and topsy turvy where you're at. Our world is all upside down. So the fact that we even got to go anywhere uh, is such an extreme privilege that I know maybe a lot of people aren't even enjoying. So um, it won't sugarcoat it. 2020 has sucked. It sucked for a lot of us and it's been challenging. But if you just try to focus on the things that have, that have gone right instead of the ones that have gone wrong, the things that that could be out there, you can get that same perspective and just just approach each day with gratitude. And I think that's what can uh, get you through some of those those difficult and contrasting times. Because I'll tell you, if, if I focus on it, some of the worst things that have happened to me ever in my life have come this summer. Yet yeah, this has been probably one of the best summers I've had because I have just focused so much on the good things. If you think about how powerful that statement is, that I have had some of the hardest, most emotionally draining and really depressing things happen in my life this summer, yet I could still honestly say I have had one of the most enjoyable and upbeat summers because I have just changed the perspective and I've taken the contrast and I've appreciated things. And that's if, if I can get there without uh, without a whole lot of of good things to jump in the way as I've had my breaks in between and our good vacations. But, um, you know, if you can really have those kind of perspectives, it really makes such a difference in your life. I think that's the point of the episode I wanted to get at today, that I want to talk about that higher level of self-development, that that higher perspective, that, that quote-unquote enlightened perspective that that you get from the journey of navigating the duality of life, the, the good and the bad, the yin and the yang, uh, you know, the contrast. We talk about that in the Seven Hermetic Principles, about the contrast of things and, uh, you know, correspondence and all the things that went along with all those concepts. And navigating that duality can be really hard. You know, the haves and the have-nots, you know, the contrast of it all. There's there's so many people who think that enlightenment is like a destination, and it's it's really not. You're not going to just reach enlightenment. If that's your goal, it's, it's going to be something elusive that it's almost just like that happiness. If you're always searching for happiness on the outside, it's always going to be on the outside. With, with enlightenment, it's not a destination. It's a process. It's life. Enlightenment is life. It's a journey. It's a learning process. Um, you know, everybody goes through enlightenment in life. I mean, at one point you did know how to walk and you're, you're enlightened enough to hopefully know how to walk by now if you're listening to this and comprehending it. 
Um, everybody goes through the learning processes of life, and we transcend duality. The, you know, I couldn't walk before, now I could walk now, and the the, the things of the haves and the have-nots. And once you transcend that split, that duality, you'll be able to get over what that that conflict was, that contrast, and you get to look at the bigger picture and appreciate the journey that took you from the the not having of something to the having of something. But really, but actually, let me not get too far ahead. Before we dive too deep into this subject, um, I just want to read a review that came in on Podbean recently. Um, and this is the first review that I've actually found outside of Apple Podcasts, which um, I'm always promoting that one, but I'm just I'm grateful that I started searching through some of the other platforms, and there they were. There's some of the, the reviews. So I'll read this one, which came in from someone called Holes, H-O-L-Z. And it says, very inspiring. I will be sure to tell my friends about the podcast. Namaste, my friend, with a sunflower, a rainbow, and some hands up in the air. Um, Thank you very much. It's short, sweet, but still nevertheless very much appreciated. And if you two are so inspired, then please leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Apple Podcasts is probably the one I check the most and that most of our reviews have come in on. Um, But if you leave the ratings and the reviews, I will read them on the air. Be very much appreciated. So I feel like the wisdom that we get in this life is mostly through our experiences. And, you know, yes, you can get an education. You can get all sorts of wisdom from from reading and getting an education, obviously. But, I mean, I'll be blatantly, uh, I'll be very blunt and honest in this one. But some of the dumbest people I've ever met have advanced degrees. They have years worth of school. And they just, they don't have the... The, the savvy things in life. They know their subjects, but the common sense factors aren't there. The interpersonal skills are not there. They're very much knowledgeable in their field, but it kind of ends there. And people judge a lot of uh, other people's wisdom and knowledge and intellect by whatever levels of education they have, which I feel is uh, a very limiting factor. It cuts out a lot of uh, life experience, which I feel is some of the most profound things that you can pick up, you know, learning something along the way through your experience, your firsthand experience is, is I think more valuable than any degree that you could ever have. And really some of the, the wisest and happiest people I have ever met um, learned everything they know from, from life experience and their, their education is, uh, is not a huge factor in their level of knowledge. It's education of life. And really with, with every bit of education, it all starts with experiences of a beginner's perspective to something you learned you didn't know before. And you change the level of perception that you have through that experience. Then what results from the other side is, is a contrast. You have an overview of what you didn't know before and what you learned through the experience that you went through. And you gain this new perspective of the, the whole thing, the whole, the whole thing, like the yin and the yang put together. It's now an entirely new whole. And almost everything in life is like that, that perspective of the whole of the situation of the two halves, that duality is, um, you know, it wouldn't be possible without the knowing, without the, the realization of a duality. The things that you know wouldn't be possible without that higher perspective. If you look at all of the hermetic principles, they all lead you to the same sort of higher perspective. The, the law of polarity, the yin and the yang, the law of correspondence. Um, you know, again and again, the two halves make a whole. You know, gender, the law of gender, you know, birth and destruction, all of them two halves of a whole. And that really is the concept of duality, that a whole is divided up into two corresponding halves and together they make one whole unity. 
take hot and cold for an example, or even taste buds. I mean, you you have to know what one thing is to understand another. You know, if everything else in the world, if everything you ever tasted in the world was sour, then how would you ever know what sweet was if you never tasted it? If all the water in the world you ever felt was 80 degrees, how would you know what boiling water felt like and how would you know what freezing water felt like? And this applies to so much in our world, especially now. I mean, our, our world is is so divided. And, you know, that, that's been one of my biggest motivations to talk about this today because of all of the division going on in the world. It's It's more than anything I've ever witnessed in my entire life. And the worst part is it, I feel like that I have the perspective of the overview because I've just sat back and watched for a few years now about so many different conflicts that have happened around the world and in society and politics and everything else. And I'm sitting back just watching what everyone is doing and, and I can see the point that each side is trying to make. I'm definitely just like sitting back and watching everybody bickering with each other and, and just looking like a tennis match back and forth like that person's making a point. Well, that person's making a good point. And just, just back and forth. And it's just too bad that in those conflicts, we don't open our ears enough to hear what the other side is saying. Whether or not you agree with it is a different story. But when you listen to the perspective that they have and understand it without trying to respond and disprove what it is they're saying, you can you can really bridge so many gaps. I mean, that's one of the biggest fundamentals in conflict resolution um, is, is trying to understand the other side to come to a middle ground where you where you understand each other and i really i I don't want to dive into politics hardly at all in this i mean it's definitely one of the bigger things that's dividing the whole world right now it's an election year i feel like a lot of things are being hijacked a lot of different really good causes are being hijacked for political reasons um not saying that they're they're invalid they're valid in their own ways i just feel like the reason why they're things are being grandized was is because the the whole election thing um and i'm really over at this point i'm in politics i'm an elected politician i'm i'm essentially one third of a mayor of our town it's it's basically three people that make up the mayoral board of uh, of our town and and i'm in that position and uh, i'm not categorized as a democrat or republican um i mean you could say i'm an independent but i really feel like all sorts of people are even trying to hijack and define that label that tagline too and uh, you know, the, you fit into a typecast when you're an independent, you know, in certain directions. Um, if you just follow any party line, if you label yourself as something, it's it's going to end up that way. Um, and I, I just believe you should be able to follow the party line that you choose. And I wish most people would choose not to follow a party line because you get you get pigeonholed into a certain demographic or a certain direction. Like, oh, you're you're Republican. You believe this. You're Democrat. You believe that. Um, and I believe the same thing goes with religions or spiritual beliefs. I, I myself am, am sort of newly identifying myself as an omnist, which um, is, is a, recently a definition I just discovered. It's, it's something that, um, for me, it, it exactly matches what my faith and beliefs are. And really, the way you can define it is that there is no single religion that is the whole truth, but that truth lies in, in all of them. Not to say that I believe in them all, like like Satanism. I, I'm sorry if I offend you, but really, Satanism is not my thing. I, I don't follow it. I don't really agree with much of what I know about it. Um, I do believe there's, there's a polarity in the universe. I believe there's a loving, creative polarity and a destructive um, opposite to it. Uh, and if there are people out there who worship it, that's that's their thing. I don't exactly agree with it or condone it. 
Um, but I acknowledge that it exists and I, I just, that's as far as I'll go on that one, you know, and, uh, I know that in and of itself probably sounds pretty judgy. So, you know, I'll cut it off. Um, but I don't fall in line with that, but I do have the perspective that, that it, the belief system that you, you sort of observe them all and you, you have a greater perspective and respect for all of them. You know, you have, I have a certain portion of, of certain maybe Christian beliefs that I might believe in a little bit, but I also have a lot of different things like Buddhist beliefs and Taoism and, you know, it's a broad range of things. I'll hear different philosophies from each one and be like, I like that. I like that. I, well, I don't like that about that one, but I do like this about that particular religion. Um, and this, the, the, the tagline of an omnist, um, that really is such a broad sort of category. It's almost like calling yourself an independent, or at least the, the concept of what an independent was when they first came up with that concept before um, even more political polarized agendas came into place. But yeah, once I identified with with omnism and really understood more of what it was all about, um, and there were some people out there who, along the way, I've heard them call it, you know, paganism. And I mean, even that, even even calling it paganism is not accurate. And that term even gets uh, hijacked in a certain way. And there's polarization behind that as well. But it really is a belief system that, um, you know, you don't fall in line with anyone. You can be a Christian omnist. You can be a Jewish omnist. Um, it's a, it's a very interesting concept and it was one that I highly resonated with because I felt like that whole philosophy that you no longer judge any of them. You, you don't judge, um, judge or resent any particular religion because you, you allow everybody to be what they're going to be and believe what they're going to believe. And you don't believe that anyone is over another. You may, you may have your mindset that certain aspects of a certain religion, especially ones that, suppress women or suppress different um anything you know ones there's aspects of it that you may not resonate with and you can leave that behind but you don't have to judge the entire religion over it and i stepped into that concept because there has been things along the way that have been thrown into certain religions by um, people who were less religious folk and they were more um they were more political figures um so anyways, without going too off deep deep on a tangent about religion, um, it's it's a it's a belief system that allowed me to gain a higher perspective on religion and almost transcend the duality between the religions into a higher perspective. And the same thing happened to my political beliefs. And you know, that's one of the main reasons that I brought this up now in this episode is because I see everyone so divided on so many different fronts, and I really think that so many people can get over their differences in, in politics and in, in so many other different things if they don't align so heavily with a certain side. Um, because when they do, that's where the polarization comes. And if you stand on that so heavily, you'll, you're, you're definitely going to find the polar opposite. And when you do, they're going to, those things are going to attract each other and they're eventually going to go to battle. And your focus and energy all goes there. Where your attention goes, energy flows. And that's where all your energy is going to go. Now, do you want to spend all of your time trying to disprove the polar opposite of what you believe in? Or do you want to just promote and move forward the general cause that you're trying to, to, to promote? I mean, hopefully what you're trying to promote is the greater good of humanity. And that's the transcendence of the duality in pretty much everything that we have that splits us up. I mean, really, one of the only main points in, in politics, the, the two-party system, 
it keeps us polarized so that we don't see a higher perspective. I mean, you have to think of something really hard that the the committee that's in charge of the presidential debates does not let in a third party. Think about that for a second. There could be a viable third party candidate, an independent candidate that could come in who has the best concepts of the Democratic side and the Republican side, aligns with literally everything that you believe in on your side and even maybe some of the things that you totally believe in on the other side. Great, perfect candidate for you. But they will not allow that person a seat at the table at a presidential debate when they're down to the final two nominees from the presidential, um, from the Democratic and the Republican Party. Why will they not let in another candidate? Because they just want to push the divide and conquer narrative. And it's pretty sad. But when you see that higher perspective, it makes you really transcend that division line. And you, you also wonder, where could we be if we transcended to that higher level? What different sociopolitical setup would we have? What, what sort of different sociopolitical country would we have right now if we didn't have that division constantly making our attention go towards that, that bickering, that, that, that friction? If you think about it, we're just we're divided on purpose to keep us polarized into our two differing boxes, which it just holds us back so much on so many different fronts. If people knew of the things that were talked about by the people who make the decisions in these, you know, the even when it comes to the the debate commission, um, when it, if they knew the things that were talked about in the trilateral commission, the Bilderberg Group, and the the Council on Foreign Relations, you would see the scripts that are made up that happen for our country and the world on a larger scale, the sort of political games that play out for us. Um, and you would, you'd be disgusted. You would, you'd really realize that most of it is so faked is like worse than, than professional wrestling. Um, the things that, that are like put out there for the, the world that happens. Um, and these groups meet, you know, annually and, um, if you don't know who those three groups are, look them up, do your own research. Uh, and like I always say, vary your sources as when you look into everything. But, um, I've learned a lot about those groups over the years and you just kind of realize the, um, uh, the people you want to call the puppet masters that make the decisions for a lot of the world, they're all part of those groups. And you wonder why we have so much division and what they talk about to create that division. If we just stopped and viewed all those political quarrels that we have with more open-mindedness and respect of a perspective, we may find that our perspectives that we thought we had may actually change. When we focus more on moral obligation rather than polarized ideology, we would be more amazed at what we might hear from the other side. We, we would be absolutely amazed what we may have always had our ears closed to from the other side um, and the things that we may not have listened to because of the party lines. But transcending that polarization, that duality, is what will be required to get us out of the current situation we are in in the world, what we have when it comes to religion and politics and so many different things, When it, even when it comes down to race. Um, and when we transcend those things, we can see it from that greater perspective and have a better sense of, of unity and community. Um, and by far, I'm definitely not talking about any sort of form of communism or socialism or anything like that. We don't go down those roads um, because a lot of those just they, they go just too far of an extreme and those things aren't good for anyone either. I really feel like you have to have a common opinion and, and that's allowing freedom of choice uh, by any means necessary. And the same comes to us uh, about race. You know, right now, 
race is so so divided and it's just it's being uh, i feel like the fire is being fueled by a, a bunch of different sources and we definitely have issues within the country but i feel like the issues could be so much more easily solved with calm rational heads and that's really not how we're approaching it right now and i understand there's a boiling point that we have been led to um but i feel like a lot of it's through manipulation and um I feel like people can have their racial identity for sure. They can have their heritage and their traditions and have their complete you know, racial identity and sovereignty. But in the end, as long as we identify as a single human race, that's what's going to keep each other thriving. Because in the end, that's, that's what we are. When we transcend all of the little parts that make up the whole, I mean, we can see the little different parts of the, uh, of the organism of the, of the human race. But really, when you put everything all together, we are just a small organism on this planet. Um, just like we, we always talk about the micro versus the macro, as above, so below, like they say in the Hermetic Law and the Hermetic Principles that we had an episode about a, a, few, a few weeks back. We make up the pieces of the whole, like white and red blood cells make up blood. They make up the one organism that is blood, but they are distinct and different, but not until the day that we can really get above our division will we really unite. Once we can step back and see what we are as the whole organism, uh, we won't be able to really function and step up to that higher perspective and transcend duality. I mean, when you step back and look at us from outside, uh, you're going to unzip yourself from the human race and look at us from the outside. If, if, you were, if you were another civilization observing us, I mean, you would, you'd see that we are primitive AF. I mean, we... We think we're so advanced and we're so civilized. We have, we have you know such such a high regard of our own race, and you know we really are so young and primitive. It's amazing. It's 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 kind of disgusting and amazing about our our sense of uh, entitlement and how really blind to how much more we have to grow as a species. And I mean, we we talk about it a lot on this show about how um, you know some of the stuff that we're discovering about consciousness and, and the things that we're learning about our spirituality and how consciousness connects to the rest of the world and the scientific breakthroughs that are, are showing us that they knew a lot of this stuff so long ago and it was kept from the entire human race organism for the sake of power and you know that would be like 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 20 blood cells in the entire human body holding all the nutrients from the rest of them um, just so those 20 could be strong. And what does that do in the end that that damages the entire organism? And, and it really, it holds true. They, we've done it for money. We've done it for power. Uh, we've done it for so many different things in human history. And we need to realize that one thing as a human race, that when we transcend all the divisions that we have, when we transcend the duality of something, it, it always leads to a higher perspective of those two halves of the whole. You view both pieces of the whole separately. You appreciate them, you understand them, and when you're at that perspective, from that place, that vantage point, you're able to see the larger picture and appreciate what they make up in that oneness, that unity, and you get to see the whole picture and appreciate the entire thing. And it leads to an amazing perspective. You know, I feel like I've hit that with politics, I've hit that with, with, with race, I feel like I've hit that with religion. And that perspective is considered non-duality or, or triality. Um, it's the, the experience of neutrality of a division. And really, there isn't much of a recipe of reaching that perspective because it, it's, 
It's like the path of enlightenment. It's different for everyone. But there are things you can do to start down that road. You know, the very first thing is to gain the perspective and tolerance of others, like I mentioned before. Trying not to judge them for their perspective or their actions. No matter how wrong they may seem to be, no matter how unevolved, no matter how unenlightened you might think they are. Um, you know, I just actually, I just had an example of this um, when I was talking about how primitive society was. That was me being extremely judgmental about how a lot of us in the human race uh, tend to act sometimes and how far back we really are. Um, but that's from a perspective of, of listening to scientists and philosophers discuss where we would likely be in our, our world, our society, if we were allowed to have certain pieces of information flow and grow in our world rather than let them divide us and let certain people hoard those pieces of information away. And um, listening to that perspective, listening to them talk about the pace that we would have been on if certain things weren't suppressed, um, it, it leads you to the perspective of like, yeah, wow, we are actually a little bit more primitive than, than um, we should be at this point in our evolution as a, as a world. And really, do I judge the whole thing? No. I mean, because I have had lesser moments, many of them in my life, I will have many more. And um, from those lesser moments, you you see those those unenlightened moments versus the enlightened moments, and you learn from that polarity, and you move on to a better perspective, and hopefully you don't repeat that again in the future. Um, and that's where I have been many times in my life. I was divided and polarized in a lot of my views. And I realized this the most through viewing some of the worst events in my life. They hurt. A lot of them were painful. They were damaging. They were horrible stuff. But when I see the end result, when we see the end results of those kinds of things that happen in our life, we see that they were there for a reason. And when we're going through those things in the middle of them, we have to trust in, in a higher order, a higher plan. Um, you know that these events are happening in order to progress us. When they happen on a larger scale, when they happen, when horrible things happen to the world on a larger scale, we have to really trust that they are there to progress and awaken more people, that it's going to progress a larger portion of the world. So we have to try to not judge those events as good or bad. They just are. But that doesn't mean that they don't have their defining line when you look farther into them. We're just going to try to view those things as that, 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 not that unity, that unity perspective, that non-duality. That doesn't mean that they aren't good or bad. We're just going to try to transcend whatever it is to just viewing it as what it is. You know, like hot or cold water. We're going to view the division of what it is, the duality of whatever the situation is, but then view it from the higher perspective of that it just is. But when we can view them from that perspective, that is divine neutrality. And that helps us view the perspective that we are at to process it all, figure out everything, figure out where we're going next and how we're going to move forward. But once we reach that perspective, we will make massive amounts of progress in the world. And I think one of the best texts and theologies about this subject is the Tao Te Ching. And who better to read the Tao than the late, great Wayne Dyer? Um, he studied the Tao extensively, which if you're not familiar with the Tao Te Ching, um, that's T-A-O-T-E-C-H-I-N-G. Um, it's an ancient Chinese text. It was written around 2000 years ago by uh, Lao Tzu. And it, it was it was a, a philosophical and religious text that led to the 
the philosophical and religious Taoism, which is one of the main religious beliefs that I happen to believe in uh, as well. Of uh, Bits and pieces of a whole bunch of them, Taoism is really one of the ones I've gravitated to a lot in the last few years, and I align a lot with it. And it has just so much great wisdom in all of its verses. And one of the first verses, the, the actually verse 2, talks about this subject, about duality. So let's hear what Dr. Dyer has to say in this clip. It's kind of a, a little bit of a longer one, um, but let's hear what he has to say about understanding the importance of contrast, polarity, and duality in this clip. And uh, he actually refers to living in the perspective of duality as paradoxical unity. And I found this on the Leo Legacy YouTube page. Check it out. Second verse of the Tao Te Ching, quote, Under heaven all can see beauty as beauty, only because there is ugliness. All can know good as good, only because there is evil. Being and non-being produce each other. The difficult is born in the easy. Long is defined by short, the high by the low. Before and after go along with each other. So the sage lives openly with apparent duality and paradoxical unity. The sage can act without effort and teach without words, nurturing things without possessing them. He works, but not for rewards. He competes, but not for results. When the work is done, it is forgotten. That is why it lasts forever." Unquote. Living the Paradoxical Unity the concept of something or someone being beautiful is grounded in a belief system that promotes duality and judgment. This way of thinking is prevalent and commonplace for just about everybody in our culture, perhaps even having some value in society. I encourage you to explore the concept of paradoxical unity in this second verse of the Tao Te Ching. By changing your thoughts, you can change your life and truly live the bliss of oneness. Has it ever occurred to you that beauty depends on something being identified as ugly? Therefore, the idea of beauty produces the idea of ugliness and vice versa. Just think of how many concepts in this duality belief system depend on opposites. A person isn't tall unless there's a belief system that includes short. Our idea of life couldn't exist without that of death. Day is the opposite of night. Male is the antithesis of female. What if you instead perceived all as a piece or a glimpse of the perfection of oneness? I think this is what Lao Tzu is suggesting with his description of the sage who lives openly with apparent duality and paradoxical unity. Imagine the perfect oneness coexisting in the apparent duality, where opposites are simply judgments made by human minds in the world of the 10,000 things. Surely the daffodil doesn't think that the daisy is prettier or uglier than it is, and the eagle and the mouse have no sense of the opposites we call life and death. The trees, flowers, and animals know not of ugliness or beauty. They simply are, in harmony with the eternal Tao, devoid of all judgment. As the sage lives openly with apparent duality, he synthesizes the origin with the manifestation without forming an opinion about it. Living without judgment and in perfect oneness is what Lao Tzu invites his readers to do. He invites our wisdom to combine perceived opposites and live a unified life. The perfection of the Tao is allowing apparent duality while seeing the unity that is reality. Life and death are identical. 
Virtue and sin are judgments needing both to identify either. These are the paradoxes of a unified life. This is living within the eternal Tao. Once the dichotomies or pairs of opposites are transcended or at least seen for what they are, they flow in and out of life like the tides. Practice being a living, breathing paradox every moment of your life. The body has physical boundaries, it begins and ends and has material substance. Yet it also contains something that defies boundaries, has no substance, and is infinite and formless. You are both the Tao and the 10,000 things simultaneously. Let the contrasting and opposite ideas be within you at the same time. Allow yourself to hold those opposite thoughts without them canceling each other out. Believe strongly in your free will and ability to influence your surroundings, and simultaneously surrender to the energy within you. Know that good and evil are two aspects of a union. In other words, accept the duality of the material world while still remaining in constant contact with the oneness of the eternal Tao. The debilitating necessity to be right and make others wrong will soon diminish. I believe that Lao Tzu would apply the Tao Te Ching to today's world by suggesting the following. First, live a unified life. Enter the world of oneness with an awareness of the propensity to compartmentalize everything as good or bad, right or wrong, beautiful or ugly, are standards of the physical world, not the Tao. Contemplate the insight that duality is a mind game. In other words, people look the way they look, period. Criticism is not always necessary or helpful. See the unfolding of the Tao inside everyone, including yourself, and be at peace with what you observe. Be a good animal and move freely, unencumbered with thoughts about where you should be and how you should be acting. For instance, imagine yourself as an otter, just living your otterness. You're not good or bad, beautiful or ugly, a hard worker or a slacker. You're simply an otter, moving through the water or on the land freely, peacefully, playing and without judgment. When it's time to leave your body, you do so, reclaiming your place in the pure mystery of oneness. This is what Lao Tzu means when he says, when the work is done, it is forgotten. That is why it lasts forever. In other words, you don't have to leave your body to experience forever. It's possible to know your eternal self even in the embodied condition. When duality and judgment crop up, allow them to be a part of the perfect unity. When other people create dichotomies, you can always know oneness by practicing the Tao. Also, accomplish much by trying less. Effort is one piece of the whole. Another piece is non-effort. Fuse these dichotomies, and the result is effortless action without attachment to outcome. This is precisely how you dance with someone. You make an attempt, assume a position, listen to the music, and let go all at the same time, allowing yourself to easily move with your partner. Combine the so-called opposites into the oneness of being without judgment or fear. Labeling action as a fine effort implies a belief that trying hard is better than not trying. But trying itself only exists because of beliefs about not trying. Attempting to pick up a piece of trash is really just not picking up the trash. Once you've picked it up, then trying and not trying are irrelevant. Understand that you can act without the implied judgment of words such as effort and trying. You can compete without being forced to focus on outcome. Eliminating opposites paradoxically unifies them so that it is unnecessary to identify with one position. I imagine that in today's language, Lao Tzu would sum up the second verse of the Tao Te Ching in these two simple words. Just be.
Do the Tao now. Do the Tao today by noticing an opportunity to defend or explain yourself and choosing not to. Instead, turn within and sense the texture of misunderstanding, feeling it all the way through your physical system. Just be with what is instead of opting to ease it by traversing this outer world path of explaining and defending. Don't get caught up in the apparent duality of being right or wrong. Congratulate yourself for making a choice to be in paradoxical unity, a oneness where all of the spectrum simply is. Silently appreciate the opportunity along with your willingness to practice your sageness. Such amazing stuff from Dr. Dyer. Uh, I wish he was one of those people I, I would have discovered earlier in life and had the pr- privilege to meet him when he was still alive. But um, his words will always live on in his books, his videos and everything. Um, great, profound wisdom. What a wonderful guy. And his perspective on this subject is is one that I've listened to. And um, when I was really trying to get a grasp on this subject and sometimes when I need to dive back in and, and revisit it a bit, be a little less judgmental of people and their viewpoints that I don't agree with. Um, I listened to a lot of his words on this subject and that's what inspired me to do this episode recently because I listened to it and I'm like, you know what, if I need to hear this right now because of what's happening on the outside sources, what I'm being bombarded by, by, by media and everything, um, I bet you there's some of you out there as well that might find some value in this. So I hope that clip did some, uh, a little bit of enlightening for you and, you know, maybe make, maybe helps you view uh, people's perspectives in a different way. And um, the more we can spread this concept, I think the less conflict we'll see in the world and the more advancement we'll make. So I'm going to move on with my next thing. I'm all refreshed and ready to hit the high gears on everything that's going on in life. Um, and there's a lot going on. I have a feeling that 2020 is going to go out with a bit of a bang, hopefully in a really good way for all of us. Um, I think things are are moving along in our world. I think we're going through some difficult times. We're going through a little bit of growing pains right now. But um, like with all those hard lessons that we have in life, it's hard to understand the purpose. It's, and it's impossible to try and figure it out when we're going through it. You just have to trust as you're going through it that this is eventually going to pass. It's going to lead to something else. And I'm going to look back on these times and say, I'm grateful for what it taught me. I don't want to do it again. It was not a fun ride. Um, but it it taught me something along the way. And I think if you just have the faith that that is where you're going to be after all this is over, um, I think you'll be in a good place while you're going through it. And I'm right there along with you folks. Um, it's definitely a, it's been a tough year, but try and take the gratitude and transcend all those, those bad things. And to help you with that, maybe I'm going to leave you with a great song from soul rising. I actually haven't played anything from this album yet. Um, this is one of his albums from 2018. It's called Timeless. And this song is called Take Me Higher. Thought it was a perfect title for this one. Take the higher perspective whenever you are faced with duality. Try to see the unity, see the oneness, see the triality. Try to just see the perspective from above the division that you are currently at. And You'll be part of what needs to happen so that this world can truly evolve how we do things and view it from a higher perspective. Until next time, keep living.